0: I'm Don Simpson, the creator of Megaton Man, Border Worlds, Bizarre Heroes, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock
1: Comics.
2: The horses are at the gate.
1: Yep.
2: In crazy, not true uh listener land yeah What they don't know don't hurt them. right it's good it's okay we're good
0: it's the illusion that's all they care about is the illusion inside joke city man you know listen Right. those who know know. those who don't know are left I'm out a patron oh well oh well no
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't you tell me what to do hey everybody <laughs> It is eleven o'clock comics episode That's your eight.
0: Replace. That's it for that one. Sorry, <laughs> I'm talking all over you.
2: It's all right. Episode. <laughs> it's it's episode one of eleven o'clock comics. Nah, there is a one in it though. This is eleven o'clock comics episode eight hundred and seventy one. People, and I'm Vince B.
0: Hi, you are Vince B. I am David April. Indeed,
1: you are, and I am a vision because I'm Vic Sage. Oh, you read that shit? Is it on your list?
2: On my list player. Oh, look at that. What? what? I, <laughs> yeah, okay. No, you're not Vic Sage. You're handsome like him, but you're not Vic Sage. You're Jason Wood, everybody, together in this just average, fun-loving, big hug to comics episode. It's what we do. Just, just talking about it. Yeah, and it is brought to you by CheapGraphicNovels.com. I always like to just pop in to CheapGraphicNovels.com just to see what's up. It's like, hey, Max, how you doing? Well, we have um, a lot of stuff that is heavily discounted on their website. Batman and the Joker, the Deadly Duo. I don't know what that is, but it's 40% off. It's only seventeen ninety nine. Yep. And you can get the Wolverine Omnibus of Volume 5. This contains a whole bunch of stuff we talked about last time. Blood Scream's in here, Lady Deathstrike. I mean, okay, you can't point to an era in Wolverine without those characters <laughs> popping up. We got Deadpool, Ogun, the Phalanx. Yeah, we talked about this. It's 40% off cover price. What is that, pray tell? Well, it was $150, but you can put it on your bookshelf and love it for the rest of eternity for eighty nine ninety nine, Eternity's a long time. With Wolverine, especially, <laughs> so True. yeah, you can walk down that that glistening road into the your final
1: reward with Logan in tow.
2: Isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it is one of uh, Marvel's celestial beings, though.
2: Eternity. Well,
1: oh, right,
2: Eternity is. Yeah. What's your power? I take up the entire page. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am all. <laughs> Come on, that was that was a good one. Wolverine, well, Eternity does take up the entire page, like, all the time. Oh, boy. <laughs> At cheapgraphicnovels.com.
1: Yes, sir. Nice. We are well, a month away from New York Comic Con. Is it? Yep. That's
2: crazy. Can to you activate your pass? Uh, no.
1: I same. have my pass. I haven't activated it, though. I didn't
2: even uh, open the letter yet.
0: Same, yeah. It's like, I, I was, did just so I could see what the pass looks like.
2: I was secure knowing that the pass was in my hands right so
0: right. yeah Also, it, so I can attach it to the lanyard and throw it in my bag
2: mm, see there's there's he always has this this Machiavellian plan like you just can't get the badge you got to have this I'm gonna put it in the basket just can't it. get it. No. Dude, it's I'm all gonna wipe it off with I, <laughs> yeah it is you are correct. Yeah, you know what the best part about this con is? I don't have to worry about license. I don't have to worry about airfare or baggage <laughs> or any of that shit. This is the best.
1: <laughs> there you go. We're gonna you don't have to worry about back issue diving because they don't got none anymore.
2: <laughs> well, they had a a good amount. I mean, not, when I say a good amount, it's more than zero, right? So we're gonna have a good time.
0: Oh hell yeah! Oh for sure.
2: Yeah, talk to our buddies. Our pleeps. Jason chasing around some o a mm, yeah,
0: high artist will. bro nah, okay, no, he won't okay, yeah, he will, I mean, he'll be chasing people who are chasing just to see what they're getting, maybe, but he himself. i may I
1: may you know, I, I may bring some jam pieces, you know, but
2: oh. Yeah, did you know? I'm not that's Karnak. Like, like, like Stevie Wonder like could Beach see that one coming. With,
1: like, going to the massage parlor, it's, like, I was, <laughs> yeah. it's not really cheap. <laughs> Number one, I was,
0: I was um, <laughs> like, never
2: ever have I been in a massage parlor
0: my entire life. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Sicilians don't pay for it.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah
0: it's not like an actual parlor, right? It's just someone's house at the end of the street. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, All right. Linda,
2: I got yeah. time. Come on. Hey, everybody it's time for the uh, drink roll call i have one can left of the hoppy Hour hero mosaic ipa from saranac i did not have a chance to get more but i will as soon as possible because this
1: stuff is great nice well it's... i i am celebrating tonight because hopefully people can hear that i sound better uh <laughs> we we scrapped my work purchased many thousand dollar super laptop computer they said i had to have and i'm using my 14 year old son's laptop that he uses for school and it has solved the issue so f dell uh <laughs> straight up f <F-em. laughs> but uh yeah i am drinking in celebration of that a white claw because it's the law hard seltzer surf watermelon lime smash wow
2: there's a lot of words in that. It's
1: it's got as many words in the title as like a Marvel comic these days.
2: Oh <laughs> Karnak? Is that you?
0: I was gonna say <laughs> DC DC event. Colon's out the ass. It's true. Colon's a plenty. How about you, Dap? I decided that um I haven't had this in a minute and it is one of my favorites, and I need to get down to Dylan's and, and get another uh bottle. But this is Bardstown origin series Kentucky bourbon and it okay. is it is delicious
2: nice so for NYCC we're not gonna have Tony are no we? he's not coming no, all no right. or, are, or, or, or are we gonna we're not gonna no have Scotty. Tana either
1: nope. no Tana no Scotty what the hell no, well, no Scotty Machula. well yeah that'd be great uh, Steggy so, don't know don't know I assume so I assume did so he though. Say? I, yeah, I, assume I feel, so. Like, I feel, like, feel like, like all the comic sketch art people come
0: that's true all
2: right well at least we'll have steggy because hopefully because then i can tell him damn you ryan stegman
0: oh we'll be able to see dwj he won't have a table but yeah he'll be around
2: yeah do you know why i'm damning ryan stegman because he draws covers you love because i am powerless to have to just pass up an issue of anything with a ryan stegman cover he gets hilarious. me in so much trouble yeah because his, his covers are really nice they're beautiful i love to look well, at his lines I and i just great like news
1: for you what uh-oh tomorrow afternoon on your lunch break at work head on over <laughs> to felixcomicart.com there we go. you can purchase said covers because there's a huge steggy marvel cover art drop tomorrow
2: yeah no i don't need to own them i just think they're beautiful I don't possess. Just because
0: I because Jason's it.
1: on a high artist doesn't mean you have to be. I was going to say, I can't lead the horse to, to, I mean, I can lead you to the water. I can't make you drink. I mean, if, if you don't want to be happy, then don't be happy. No, there
2: are two instances, three instances where I would buy original art. Okay? If, if, in any case, if we see original art by any of these three men, I will buy it if it is affordable. Which, <laughs> taking, <laughs> taking into account the first two, probably not. Richard okay. Corbin. Not affordable. Jack Kirby.
1: Not affordable.
2: And uh, John Severin, and that's it.
1: Probably affordable.
2: That's what I'm saying. I would buy a John Severin war and or Western page.
1: I don't I'm want any great. of the crack stuff. Well, you guys are bin diving at New York. I'm going over to Albert's. So I'm looking through. the I was about through. to
0: say, I would think yep. Albert over, uh, like, say, Snyder, right?
1: Yep. Uh Yeah, Snyder might have some, too, but, I mean, Albert would be the first, I would think, for yep. Severin. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, um, well, or it is affordable?
1: A well, G. You hear less? I'm not paying a G for, or,
2: for. No, I'm not paying a G for art. No, so I'm. i probably not going to buy anything. But that, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Back to the the reason why I'm damning Ryan Stegman because he gives me beautiful images that fill my eyeballs. And where did those beautiful images appear? Well, he did the covers for a, atypical for an atypical. Marvel crossover
1: you know it's hilarious hmm. <laughs> it's so funny to me I look for those listening I think you guys know we've mentioned it many times we have a slack for our our show we, we chat it up and one of the channels is what we what we read this week that we're planning at least on mentioning if it comes up or maybe if we want to someone else wants to read it too so forth so on um so I look this week to see what my read and it is uncanny how Vince manages to be excited by the Marvel comics that I absolutely have zero interest in. Like the ones that when I do the monthly previews video, I'm like, ugh, oh, I don't know who this is for, but it is for me. <laughs> you know, I'm not even
2: really offended by that. I'm really not. No,
1: so. it's not no. Meant to be offended. I'm saying you you love the symbiotes, you love Ghost Rider. It's I just do your these
2: are your your things. Yeah. yeah. So, the crossover in question, and I'll tell you why it's atypical after I tell you it. Well, you'll probably get the gist after I tell you the creative team. So, it is called The Weapons of Vengeance. <laughs> Indeed it is. And it features Ghost Rider and Wolverine together again for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh There is a Weapons of Vengeance Alpha. It then jumps into Ghost Rider 17. Then Wolverine 36. Then... Weapons of Vengeance Omega. Now, here is the atypical part of this crossover. So it is a crossover with the two, at this point, obligatory Alpha and Omega bookends. And it goes into two ongoings, two different ongoings. The creative team is exactly the same
0: for every that, issue. That was amazing. It's that, crazy. That, that was perfection. Because it the regular ongoing, or, or should be the ongoing Artist for Wolverine
2: um well you know that rip was... it was rip was drawing it for a while right yeah yeah and
0: and, and that is and 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 it was um um oh crap it, i think cooter started <laughs> if not this ghost rider then it was um was it cory it may have been cory but there was but but yes but but the artist who's drawing this event wasn't there to start with, right uh, with ghost rider either so it's written
2: by um a man whose work I am uh, appreciating more and more on a daily basis, Benjamin Percy. I think his ghostwriter run is really special. And I have to thank Dab for The Whisper cuz he didn't really shove it down our throats back when he read it, but he he it was like a, t- a soft love type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh illustrated by Jeff Shaw. Yes. What up? And color art by Rain Beredo.
0: And that's where you're going to... Like, there's no... Normally, I would say, we're not ones, really, to to judge a book by its cover, or just because... Oh, and Stegman's on the cover, yeah. Right, right, Mm -hmm. so Stegman is on the cover, so you're going to buy it for Stegman. But in this case, because there have been plenty of times over the decades where we'll be fooled into thinking, oh, this cover looks awesome, and then the inside not so much so this here at least you had really really attractive ryan stegman covers on all four issues yeah but you had amazing jeff shaw art inside so that just it it it, it was a felix extravaganza but it was a really nice uh it, it was nice to see that the interiors did actually move the story forward and and and, and give you an enjoyable experience on top of the
2: wonderful covers. Um unlike uh Dap, um if I start reading something and it doesn't tickle that fancy, I just stop reading it.
0: What are you mm-hmm. talking
2: about? Well you like to persevere, like you're like, okay, I'm gonna see where the story's going. Like I don't give a book that luxury of seeing mm-hmm. where the story's going.
1: Uh, you always uh, say that i honestly. think 2008 dap was like that i don't know about 2023 all right,
0: right. No, uh, dude, like, I, dude, no i bounced i i dropped fantastic four as soon as miller and hitch came out no i if and, I, and i'd and stick around really for hickman's fantastic four i will try something there are there yes there are some books where i'm like you know what i, I i'm going to support this i'll stick with it but for the most part like most big two stuff if i'm not if i'm not feeling it i'm not sticking around
2: but no what i mean is you'll finish an issue
0: I will. Like I, I will. Yes. I will okay. just close All the right. cover that's halfway fair. through. That's fair. No. Yeah. Oh, I okay. see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: No. That's and that was like long term. We we okay. not who you were. I are. got you. Uh, so if this didn't delight, I would have never finished the Alpha. And it's just wonderful. I'm gonna tell you what it's about. Big picture. There's a social worker at the end of her rope, now this is a flashback. Okay, a lot of the uh, the early stages of the uh, story happened in a bygone era. One we really love. So yeah, yeah, I, that's not an exaggeration. One we we really really love. And uh, her name's Ms. Flores, and she's she's trying to find a spot for this little man named Bram, because the kid's been bouncing around foster homes, orphanages won't take him um well rightly so because weird odd things happen around the kid uh he he exhibits traits that one would associate with demonic possession so you know we're talking 70s here and demonic possession like that was one of the uh Culturally, that was one of the big things in the 70s was, was, the, was Satan and demonic possession. Biker gangs were also really, really big in the 70s. A whole mess of biker movies came out late 60s, early 70s, and you know all through the 70s. So the fact that Ghost Rider appeared in the early 70s was not a coincidence because Marvel knew what was up um so he the kid may be possessed the pets go missing people turn up dead there's this weird inhuman guttural voice like the kid scares people so nobody wants him. nobody wants to take him. the kids back at the orphanage they hate him because they're afraid of him. they don't want to sleep next to him. they do not even be in the same room as this kid so the social worker uh shouldn't know what to do what do i do with this kid i feel bad for him i got to find a place and where does she take him she take him to, to gray malkin lane right <laughs> she she heard about charlie and his place so she thought eh, maybe the kid's a mutant we'll check him out um charlie scans the kid and flips out the head snaps back Whoa! well he's definitely not a mutant um but charlie claims that the boy's mind is like a storm cloud there's a lot of shit going on in there most of it obscured can't see it but it's not good so uh he sends you know the social worker and and bram on their way so sorry i can't help you which pleases wolverine to no end because wolverine said the kid smelled like sulfur anyway and wolverine only has room for one person that smells like sulfur Mm. yes and that's our buddy nightcrawler Mm So Ada brings him back to the orphanage, and lickety split, uh, wouldn't you know it, the ceiling below the sleeping quarters explodes with blood. Bram, at least we assume it's Bram, twists all the other kids into a shredded serpentine column of flesh and bone. It's quite artfully constructed. Um, he makes his way back to Charlie's school for gifted youngsters, and. Wouldn't you know it, a storm killed the power. So Wolverine has to go down to the basement to get some candles. Because that's where the X-Men keep candles. In the basement. Weird. Um, <laughs> it is really weird. You see, there's actually a panel of Wolverine coming up the steps with the
1: candles.
2: <laughs> so Logan comes back upstairs and he finds the X-Men all beat to shit. Colossus is like halfway through a wall. Kitty's all messed up. She's got the the, the crosshatch you know, bumps on her face. Uh, Charlie's knocked out of the chair, which isn't a real hard thing to do, um, and and he looks into the room and there's the kid with the giant anthropomorphic dog beast with a flaming head. What's happening? So Wolverine slashes at the kid, and you know, but the demon saves him, and and they both flee the school. And Wolverine's got the Berserker Rage on now. Oh, the red is creeping in. Uh, so he gears up. And he goes out to stop the kid and his little demon. So remember, this is a flashback, right? Young Kitty is in the X-Men. It also happens not long after Crash Simpson died. You say, mm. Crash, yeah, you say Crash Simpson, and my heart starts going bum 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 because then you got Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze is the Ghost Rider, my friends. And he's working the, the uh, stunt cycle extravaganza alone. He's trying to jump 18 flaming buses. <laughs> That's tough. Um, but Johnny falters because he gets a vision. While he's jumping the buses, a vision comes to him. And he sees Bram's demon. Oh, the ghost, the, the, the flaming head and everything. So the Ghost Rider emerges to find the evil. But he arrives before Logan. Now, this is, cla- mm-hmm. this is classic Marvel. Classic, 100% Marvel. So Logan arrives, now remember, Ghost Rider's there. Logan arrives, and he's got the the rage going on, and he sees Logan's flaming skull, and he thinks, ah, this is the thing I'm looking for, because a blue motorcycle suit looks a lot like a giant anthropomorphic dog beast. You know, it's typical Marvel. The, the heroes are going to fight first, and then they'll see there's a misunderstanding, and, you know, this is, is, I think, real tough. Wolverine, like the, the early uh, Professor X's uh, school with Kitty and, and and Nightcrawler. Wolverine was really tough back then. I mean, yes, he's, he's uh, always been made of stern stuff. But I mean, gritty, nasty, willing to kill. Remember when he killed the guards? And it's like, Wolverine killed the guards, but we wouldn't do it. But uh, he's the one who does all that stuff. But um, Ghost Rider kicks his ass. Right, down. He kicks Wolverine's ass. He really does? Yeah. And um, so they're talking, and Logan's, you know, he's not sure. Oh, you're not the evil that I'm looking for. So then the story, as you may expect, it jumps to the present day, and uh-oh, it's happening again. Get this, Jason. Mm-hmm. The Weapon X program... Or the I'm sorry the Weapon Plus program right. has a Hellfire Division.
1: <laughs> I'm not mad at that.
2: No, that's awesome. That is so amazing. Um, so the, the the story comes to the present, but it's post Hellfire Gala. So Wolverines, like, there's not many of us left, yo. And now this, the the twisting and the 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 ripping of the the. The serpent sculptural things that the, the demon was making, they're starting to reappear. But it's not um, humans that it's hunting. It's mutants. Oh. Yeah. So that's kind of where it, it becomes topical, right? Yeah, um, it, it, It's it's a Wolverine-Ghost Rider crossover. So Jeff Bannister appears, right? Talia Warroad from the, the Ghost Rider book joins the party. They mention the Codex Gigas. i almost (laughs) lost my pantalones yeah i almost died um there's a a character i've i've only seen him maybe briefly like i don't have a lot of experience with this dude father pike but uh he he's in the weapon plus hellfire program and we get to actually know the demon's name it's Baragul. So once you know the demon's name, you have power over it. But Gabagool? I, I thought Gabagool, I thought this crossover was just a shit ton of fun. I loved all of it. It's drawn really well, right? And if you give me Johnny Blaze on the seat with the classic blue, and yep, uh, what's what's bad about this? Nothing.
0: Nothing. Yeah, seeing see, seeing Jeff draw the old school, old style Johnny Blaze ghost rider in the old uh the carnival outfit um yeah that was that that made my day it was uh it, i because i know you know listen it's leather and chains and you want to make it, 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 it yes it's johnny blaze even though he looks like danny Ketch. whatever i don't i i <laughs> fine but i just there's just something about those old bob bryansky comics that uh that just that's my ghost riders as corny or cheesy it may be that's my ghost rider
2: right it's like soul food at this point seeing yeah Johnny in the the blues, um, yeah. You, I mean, you don't know because you weren't around. But biker gang stuff was everywhere in the seventies. yeah true. Yeah. You really couldn't escape it. Um, uh, you know, and Marvel was picking up on what people were putting down, like hmm. Black Power. Um, mm-hmm. The you know the Black Panthers and um, everything. Stuff? The, the, oh, foo the Mark a biker. Nice. Yeah. The the martial arts movies were huge. Like, and Marvel. It was like Marvel was taking um, notes, and then DC was taking notes of what Marvel was taking notes on. Right. Right. So, Marvel, I think, had a jump on uh, the horror stuff a long time before. Uh, I don't want to say long time before DC, but more um, particular horror stuff. Like, Marvel glommed onto uh, their own horror characters Mm. instead of using. Well, they also had Frankenstein and Dracula because they were public domain. Yeah, right. but DC would be just like, uh, let's have two houses and we'll tell horror tale. I mean, don't get me wrong; the books are great. House of Secrets and and mystery are wonderful books, but DC was always lagging behind Marvel when it came to the trends. Um, Black Goliath, Black Panther, you know, and then DC had Black Lightning, but it was just like they were trying to play catch up. You know what I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. and I love DC, but I got to give it to Marvel. I don't know if it was Stan or if it was Roy whispering in Stan's in ear, "Hey, the kids are looking at this stuff." But somebody at Marvel was paying attention in the seventies. And while we're on the subject, Incredible Hulk number four came out today.
0: Yeah, I didn't check it yet.
2: And well, it it okay. It features my favorite Marvel character after yep. Spider-Man yeah man thing it's not drawn by nick klein oh, who drew it i don't even know because mm. i i opened it up and i'm like what and i closed it, <laughs> i I closed the cover and i was like well i'll get to you when i get to you
1: oh damn
2: yeah there's no immediacy now
1: damn. Which, and, and
2: it's odd because didn't incredible hulk number three come out like two weeks ago
0: yeah so it, yeah, it seems like it was pretty recent.
2: Yeah, hot on the heels, and I was just like, "Oh, man, thing!" And Dave looks at me and he just shakes his head and goes, M-, "Like, you know, like, not gonna survive. You know, mom's, yeah. mom's, not, mom's not gonna make it." Uh, so, oh my <laughs> <yeah, so. laughs> Poor mom. But anyway, this this um, crossover just stoked the 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 red hot coals of my uh, in my heart for the love for these two characters. That was cumbersome, but uh, it's true. I really like as much as I like to piss Jason off and and call him you know the dwarf and and the
1: Canuck and stuff. I really like Wolverine. A oh, lot. you do for sure. I do, dude. It, so many times in the last year or two, you've been like, you, "Did you read the you read the Wolverine issue? Because it was yeah. great." It's true, yeah, I read it. it, it and you're like, "Why aren't you excited?" I'm like, "It's fine." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I just do. I I think Ben Percy's a very good writer, so I've no complaints about his writing quality. But it's just, and we've talked about this before. I just don't. I love Beast too much that I don't like what Marvel's done to him. See, that's
2: at, weird. That's I, of of all the characters you could have that that love for
1: Beast shouldn't be one of them. But he's why he's. I mean, as a, he's be- like. He's the nerdy smart guy. Like that's uh, growing up, that's like identified with him. That was like, oh, okay, well, there's I... there's no
2: other nerdy smart guys in in Marvel Universe. Oh, but X- you X- 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 should be X- my thing,
0: though. Throw X- 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 your X- love at X- Peter H- Parker. Hank H- 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 Pym's a
1: Peter. Well, I mean, so. I like Peter Parker just fine, but I'm a little too young that, for Peter to be my <laughs> guy. Hank <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pym's a wife, Peter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just never saw the attraction in be- in Beast uh, before the the fur. Uh, that's B F in Marvel cr- chronology. He was annoying and uninteresting, and I just think after the fur, he was like Wh- whatever. The only good thing that the be- touched the beast was Gil Kane. I mean, now you're just being hurtful, but I'm not being hurtful. He's just, you know, I don't think he's, I don't think he's a fun character at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like him as a villain. I think he that's works I really feel about, well.
1: About. All the incarnations of Ghost Rider and every symbiote. So we're even. why? Wow, you
2: got to lump everything in one package? That's super yeah. hurtful. Just because I'm going after the beach <laughs> will fuck you and everything you love.
0: Because I, I, I like furry beasts. I mean, that's, you take, you to yeah. take a swipe at, at, at my guys. But there's um, symbiotes. No, I'm with you on symbiotes for the But the. Um, I'd say you're all being hurt. Ah, uh, funny. The, um, are uh, you? No, no, really not. on everything. The. Um, <laughs> What I enjoyed about so, so I'm a little behind on Ghost Rider on on, on the Ghost Rider series, so it's so I good need to get back to it. But I jumped ahead on this because normally if it's a crossover, I'm like, well, I'm not if I'm not reading like this is only a two issue a two book crossover. I mean, minus the bookends. But if I'm talking about like a line wide or 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 multiple book crossover with where I'm reading like one or maybe two of the books in it. Um, but again, obviously there's no hard and fast rule because the whole goddamn carnage thing a month or so back, but this was, um, this, I'm glad I, I, I saw you were reading it. So I said, all right, then let me just jump ahead, skip whatever the hell I'm missing on Ghost Rider and just... It, it, it it's not a big investment because it's only four issues it's only four issues yeah. two of them are, are, are a little little exercise maybe but it, it's going to make a really nice collection especially with the same creative team throughout but um this was it, th- this was a lot of fun it was it, it's i mean helverine was maybe silly but oh overall. yeah
2: it was silly but I, I was gonna throw that at jason at the end
0: <laughs> Wait, jason he on? puts
2: the weapon x helmet on uh-huh. and it gives them
0: opportunity yeah that's oh that's the other yeah they both they both get suckered into uh they 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 get pearl harbored and they both end up wearing the uh the weapon x helmet johnny blaze and wolverine. yes
2: and wolverine mm. turns into helverine <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: cool
1: i don't mind stuff like
0: that no like,
2: it is cool because it's a blip it's it's a momentary right yeah yeah you, you're and smoothing it, out
0: the sheets it served the purpose fun. because he's 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 trying to you know it it's it, it, because of who Bram is and 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 uh, what he's walking around with. Uh, it 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 does Percy makes it all make sense. Yeah. But it was I mean great it seeing seeing our or or what <laughs> a lot of us would feel ours is is our version of, of the X Men was great to see for, from the flashback seeing seeing the old Johnny Blaze seeing it, it's just been it it it's a really it's a really entertaining crossover it, it's just yeah. it is nice to know that it, it it just it reminds me of those old days where you know somebody would where one character would show up in a comic and then you you could read the rest of it in that comic of the character who showed up in the first book but it it's uh without needing to read 18 other issues to to get an idea of where it it's going this was right. just this was a nice nice little distraction i enjoyed it a lot
2: now, if you weren't reading Ghost Rider and this Talia character pops up, you're going to be like, hmm, I'm going to check out this and vice versa. Because I think both Bannister and Talia are really compelling, interesting, well-crafted characters that it's kind of like the the, the Metropolis or the the Parker, you know, cast of characters. They're all awesome. They're all really, uh, you know, interesting, well-rounded characters. That's what a, an ongoing needs to survive, I think, because Ghost Rider and Wolverine are both compelling. But if you surround them with interesting characters, it gets even mm-hmm. more so. And I like Jeff Bannister a lot. And, well, this Talia, I'm just become, you know, introduced to her. So she's a lot of fun. And... um the series, well, the four issues are violent as hell. You should see some of this. Like, they're not pulling punches. The sculptures, body parts, nastiness, severed heads, entrails. Like, it, it's pretty, we're talking Hellraiser-level grotesque here. And I appreciated that very much. Because if you have a demon, right, and it's ripping people apart to create art... I, I, I don't think there's there's going to be you know pussyfooting around it. It's going to be violent and disgusting, as mm-hmm. it should be. It's a demon. And I, I like that about this uh, little crossover as well. I just I mean, think it's get, wonderful. Getting
1: Shaw to do the art is a big get, I think. for Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's very attractive. Right. Yeah, very
1: much. Well, we um, should just keep keep it going and make it a quick Marvel-O-Rama because we rarely have a Marvel-O-Rama anymore.
2: Oh, and I will make a marvel o right now. Nice. Uh, uh, sure.
1: Yeah, I read two Marvel number ones this week. I read uh, one. I know, I saw that. So we'll start with the one you didn't read, but I think maybe Vince at least looked through it because of his pre, pre-launch pre commentary. And that is Avengers Inc. Um, you know, you all know I'm Avengers Mark, so I'm always going to try an Avengers title. Uh, this was billed as a noirish detective take on the Avengers, which sounds kind of neat. It's written by Al Ewing, who I'm certainly a big fan of, and it is drawn by Leonard Kirk. Um, The premise is exactly as promised. Uh, Janet Van Dyne, a.k.a. The Wasp, is at the raft, which is the for the uninitiated, the uh, one of the Marvel super prisons. Um, The uh, villain Whirlwind, who is a spinny top dude, he's a speedster and he throws blades he is murdered uh in his prison cell at the raft uh shot in the head and when all you see of the killer is you you, you don't see anything you hear you hear them say the famous words of uh, of scourge who was a what was that probably in the 80s when we got that that lineup right when scourge was going around killing yep. all the yeah yeah, yeah. with yeah. the rose so, and
2: stuff yes yeah. sir
1: so, right justice is served so it's 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 alluding to that and and woolens did so Janet comes in because she's got ties to the whirlwind. He was he stalked her. And uh, not that many people read this, but the uh, Wasp miniseries that came out a few months back, whirlwind was was mm. the antagonist in that. And she wanted uh, uh, Janet ended up sending him to to prison. So she's taking some kind of ownership in this because she figures like, well, he was awaiting trial in prison and killed and he wouldn't be there if it weren't for me so she's she's curious, and when she gets to the raft morgue to inspect the body uh lo and behold uh he's not the only cadaver; there are five other uh sealist villains who have been moitered in the same way, or so it seems and the we really go from there she begins to investigate it, she is um uh for reasons I don't need to get into because it's kind of a little convoluted but but Luke Cage, who's the mayor of New York at this point, has asked her to uh, investigate but not with uh, costumes because right now there's a, a ban in New York City on costumed vigilante heroism um so she basically it's a detective it's a who done it um, and it all is not what it seems. We find out at the end of the first issue uh, who either is responsible or at least, somehow involved and it's a bit of a shocker um certainly ties into the early avengers and janet's history wink wink but um but yeah i thought it was good i i will say that i've always thought of myself as a leonard kirk art fan but i thought the art was just okay in this i thought it looked a little uneven wow there some were some panels i thought were great others i thought weren't really on point um i always attribute like in my mind i attribute that to the artist rushing, having a deadline. I don't know if that's actually what happened, but um, I mean, but again, it was fine. Like it, it wasn't a turnoff. I just, I didn't think it. It didn't blow me away, though. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. It's a miniseries. I don't remember if it's five or six issues, but, um, but it, it'll be fun. I think it'll be a fun little, little oddball take on, on the Avengers. Um, did you read events or Did you? Because you made yeah, it yeah, to- no,
2: um, I, okay. I didn't get a chance to put it on my list, but I thought it was a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, it's pretty ballsy though because if you're gonna enter scourge territory that was a really beloved well respected yeah. time in 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 spider-man and marvel history so i think you gotta uh, there's maybe a requisite amount of egg walking when you know eggshell walking when you do that uh, because it's so well remembered but i thought it was it's really really ballsy
1: yeah. yeah. Um nice. but
2: and I I gotta, you know, part ways with you on the Kirk. I thought the Kirk art was super <laughs> solid.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, it's one of the ones one of the reasons why I, I kept reading the first issue in the first place. Like, oh man, this is looking good.
1: And it's Janet. Like It is. It is. Hubba. Hubba, hubba. Hubba, hubba. Uh and the other number one that I read, and no surprise that Dap joined me in this, is uh Daredevil number one, which um which is uh, um, written by Saladin Ahmed and art by our show, Mr. Aaron Cuckoo Cooter. Mm-hmm. So um, now I read a big chunk of Zdarsky's run, but then they did the whole thing with like the, I forget the name of it, but where the, there was the, it was a some kind of event street level crossover. And then, Um, I I kind of, they kind of lost me with that. And so I, I, I got away from it. I haven't probably, so I'm I'm at least a year, if not more removed from Daredevil continuity. Um, and this definitely, like, I definitely felt that reading this. Um, but this is basically, I mean, they make it clear in, at least to their credit, they make it clear at the beginning that, that through circumstances, which, which again, I didn't read, but, but I'll take their word for it. Um, uh, Matt was killed and brought back to life, and he is now living in New York as a priest with no memory of being Daredevil. And that's kind of how the book starts, and we go from there. Um, I mean, you know, the reason I read this is because many Daredevil runs have been all-time great runs, right? I mean, and and usually if they're good at the start, they are good for many years because it's it's kind of become one of those pl- – daredevil's been one of those books where great writers at marvel get a chance to write daredevil and they try and make their they try and they try and make their mark on it right and 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 have oftentimes have have had really successful efforts so i figured okay well ahmed's been at marvel for a while and he's done some things i've enjoyed and this is clearly his shot at at the big time in in that regard and um I, i you know but for me and i don't have any idea what that but for me this didn't pull me in um and I don't like. I don't want to. Um, I don't know how to say this without like. I don't want to mis, be misconstrued. But for me, as much as I like Aaron's art in general, I thought it was an odd fit for Daredevil. It felt like, I love chicken fingers and I love Reese's peanut butter cups, but I don't eat chicken fingers <laughs> from peanut butter cups. You know what I mean? Like, like it's like I don't. I mean, I like Aaron's work. And I but I it just didn't feel like it was the right aesthetic choice for me. Just like I wouldn't expect like Chris Burnham to be on Daredevil, you know. Um, so yeah, so for me it's a bit of a whiff. I I, I didn't it it just certainly didn't make me say okay, I'm going to get back into Daredevil for a nice long run. It, it 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 it's probably one and done for me. But I have no idea what my, what Man King Dap thought. Uh,
0: I it's Daredevil. I got to give it a shot. Um, did a nice job recapping. Uh, what he's been through 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 the Zadarsky run since I bailed on that pretty early on. Mm-hmm. The um it is weird. It's it's weird seeing Matt smile, Matt Matt being happy, Matt with this new gig. Um I agree with you on the art, however, things do pick up once the action picks up after the the, the back half of the book. Um I thought I, I I thought Aaron's um action scenes were were pretty good. Um the uh but it is just a lot of sitting around and talking and and very sort of bright
1: you know. too. Like it's like it very, is
0: extremely yeah. bright. Yeah. Right. Uh it's it's because uh, it's not Yeah, it's not Wilson. It's um uh Jesus Abertoff is your color yeah. artist. But the um it is it's I also, it's not necessarily, you know, legacy characters aren't always a, a, a hard no for me, but I, it it's hard for me to wrap my head around a Daredevil comic where the Daredevil that I'm used to uh, takes all in the show up. And I get it. it, it it's, that was the story, and, and and that's fine, and that's probably mm-hmm. why the first issue had a few extra pages to it, so they could they 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 could take their time and actually tell you what they want to tell you and that's fine um i might come back for the second issue cuz i know where this cliffhanger is going but mm-hmm. i just want to see um i i want to see matt in the costume a little more um and i i it's weird it, it's not like the the reveal of of the big bad in, in the first issue was enough to took me and say okay well I gotta see where this is going I'm just I'm I'm kind of just I'm more curious than uh, than than you know slamming my fist down handing over my money it it's mm-hmm. it's just I mean we get the we get the man in black again which was neat to see they they they, they rarely they uh, there's even kind of like a a John Ramita esque version of of Daredevil peeking on a rooftop it it's it's not a um it it hits kind of it ticks off the boxes if you're a daredevil fan little things you see here and there and and some of the characters that are uh the supporting cast that uh is is and i mean they they were real quick to reveal the mystery of the benefactor for for the for the for the church for the for the youth home but um that that again that was that was deliberate it i I'm optimistic. I think even if I don't stick around with it after the first couple of issues, I I have I, I have hopes that this will pick up some speed, build up some momentum, and and be a, a um and will be a solid run. Is, is it going to be up there with Bendis and Brubaker and Wade? It's way too early to tell based on mm-hmm. this. I I mean, we've seen Matt start off new series. With a whole, the whole bunch of different odd uh, jobs, and and it, this this isn't unusual that you know we're not starting off with with Matt as a lawyer, uh, but it's like I said it's it's a daredevil, so I got to give it a shot for the first issue, um, and granted, that I'm I'm probably behind an April, because even though they do a great job of of letting you know what's going on, um, it's very easy to still have questions with this issue but um we'll see i'm not i i didn't uh it didn't make me say i don't know what the hell they're doing i'm just i'm 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 hoping for the best with them yeah
2: i looked at it long enough to get the gist right i think the saving grace is cooter yep um once the the talking heads go away and the You know, the action starts mounting. I think it looks great. Uh, Starting from, like, the the rooftop stare down to the the flashback about everything that happened in the previous run. Like, I think from there on, the book looks really sharp. I mean, it all looks sharp, but then it's more interesting when the action starts. But for me, if you put Matt in a priest collar and in in the thick of things, he starts praying, I'm done. I'm done. I have no desire to read that at all. Like, whatever. Uh, I don't find priests very interesting, number one. Number two, I certainly don't find Daredevil as a priest interesting. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, so, so you're fighting a creature and you start reciting uh, scripture or whatever? Like, no, that's freaking ri- ridiculous. I, I can't read that. I, so I'm done. But I wish them well because I think Cooter's really good. I just would like to see him on something other than this. Right?
1: There you
2: go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna so going a
1: thumb down, a thumb in the middle, and a thumb up.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm going to take my precious seconds to get out from under the claws of this creature by reciting <laughs> Bible verse. Yeah, real smart.
0: And, and and showing off your fancy rosary beads. Yeah, it's real smart.
2: These nope. rosary beads? Didn't do the <laughs> didn't do the Wains any good. Oh, no, they were pearls. Sorry. <laughs> they were pearls, pearls Damn. Pearls, I tried to do a double slam. Couldn't do it. Yeah, come on. But how on, do you know? Up. How do you know? Maybe mom had rosaries somewhere. Maybe there were Benoit balls. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Butman, not Batman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so. Marvel Orama. Yeah, and it most, does. Not the most uh, impassioned Marvel Orama, but. Well, so most, strong.
2: most of it. I thought Avengers Inc. Number one was very good.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I think it, I'm yeah. definitely bored for it. I think it was good. It, it you know,
2: yeah. One of the things that really um, made me um, happy and impressed me at the same time was like, no no costumes, can't do it. Right. So it's it's going to be street level, um, low chroma. Like, why not? I'm down. We don't have any spandex running around. That's kind of fun for a, a miniseries. mini mm-hmm. series. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want that. I mean, you know, it's that's a slow death for the Marvel universe. It's like shooting yourself into a foot if you launched an ongoing with no co- no oh, occasion. Can't have that. Yeah, no, yeah. you can't. But for a mini series, yeah, it's fine. i, I mm-hmm. would m- more than well uh, read this, but uh so I, I told you guys to read something. I begged you guys you to did. read something. You did. No, yeah.
0: well, it it was. You did beg, but you did say as long as you have an available pre moistened slot. <laughs> right. And
2: them. it, it I, there wasn't a lot of heavy lifting with this. Mm-hmm. Um, it is tied to a much, much larger universe, but um, you don't have to know any of it. Uh, in fact,. One of the main characters dies in a way that is not depicted in here, so but we are playing with time and space, so uh, there are a lot of of uh, loopholes and, and leeway granted when it's a a title like this. I, I just want to hear what you think about it because it is called "The Inkle: Dying Star" by Dan Waters, uh, the writer, and illustrated by John Davis Hunt. I loved every page of it. I think it is um it's kind of hard not to get all gushy and sentimental when the story is is very heartfelt and and um yeah I I think this is one of the more emotional. Yotaraski's uh, a great writer, but it sometimes emotion eludes him. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, more often than not. Uh this was very uh, easy to digest, spoken in a language that I think is pretty much universal, um, and it it plucked at the heartstrings. I, I I admit there were a number of times across the course of these one twenty, whatever pages that I got kind of choked up because I thought the story was beautifully um, orchestrated. But I want to hear what you guys say. You tell me about it. I could talk was, about this
1: it was for all a book. It a, was all right. Oh, my God! <laughs> nah, kidding, dude. dude, honestly. like you like you came at us with this impassion, like, oh, um, uh, poor favor if you have uh, the time, would you please do me the honor of reading this, please? Yeah, and uh, yeah. so, so, um first of all, let me preset the inkle is one of the great white whales of things that I still haven't read that I own. And it's ridiculous that I haven't read it. I I've read this. I heard something the other day that the Inkle is
2: the is the largest selling graphic novel in history. And I was like, I gotta no. believe Watchmen has it crossed. But okay, I don't I don't, I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah. the the world is not the United States, but
1: whatever. No, I know. Uh, yeah, whatever. But but either way, I mean, it's one of those really important books, and 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 it's like I said, it's not like I don't own it. I've had it for years, and anyway, so so I'm like, oh man, you know. And to your point, I, when you asked us to read it, I thought, okay, I, hopefully, I won't. I'll be interested to see if, if, if not having any exposure to the inkle to this point is a problem. And to your point, they go out of their way to not make that an issue. And in fact, I love the opening, um, the opening discussion where um, where Jodorowsky talks about you know his his that it's time it's, it's it's time to hand off the reins. He's ninety three, yeah. and yeah. it's 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 he's he's gotten when he was in his when he was younger the idea of someone else touching his Touching this world would have appalled him, but now he's embraced it and and he's enjoying it. So I thought, okay, he's he's blessed this. This is all blessed, and it's its own thing. Um, and then you, you know, usually you save your your guys. You got to read this for you know you, you have a very high hit rate with that. It's not like you're you're going to come at us with something if you're not pretty sure it's it's transcendent, right? And, um, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Easily one of the best things I've read this year. Nice. Oh nice. yeah, it was it was it was beautiful and and so um you know orthogonal like the the just not not your everyday concepts even 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 though the setting cuz there's only so many settings you can tell stories in right like the setting itself maybe not not like something i'm not uh, unfamiliar with but but just the quirks and the little nuances again this being a a pirate but the pirate is 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 he's lonely and he's got this you know group of 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 holograms that are his friends, and, and it's like very, almost like melancholy because of it, and then he's, but he's still what he, but, but when it's time to be a pirate, though, he gets back into that swashbuckling, you know, grinning like, I'm gonna get the best of you kind of mode, and then, you know, with the idea of bringing this effectively, I mean, it's, some, it's a violin of sorts, I don't know if it's technically a violin, but it looks like a violin, and you know, the idea of intertwining music into into the idea of cosmic power and be able to transcend time and space i mean that's a beautiful concept and we we saw that in uh you know we've seen that in other stories but like obviously final crisis that was a very controversial thing with final crisis is how much um music played a role and 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 i think you and i vince were both big fans of the idea and for some people it really bothered them but i i love that concept and hunt it um and 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 then yeah i mean and then you you know you knew as you or at least i knew as i was reading it that it would have some kind of or I presumed it would have some kind of really satisfying hook toward the end that brings the two time periods together uh, in a more linear direct way, and, and it does, and then you're like, ah, oh. and, and it just yeah, it just it had the right amount of of it's really hard in a story of, of this size, because it's not that big, right? It's what like it's basically huh? like a six issue miniseries, basically. Yeah. Like, all, yeah. Yeah. Um to, to give you to be able to straddle like a compelling narrative and adventure and emotion and big concepts and humor to do all that in six issues is tough. And I think lots have tried and, and many have failed because it just gets too many things all at once and nothing really ever connects because there's no, it, it's a, it's a very, I think you have to be a very astute writer to, pull all those strings together in a satisfying way in such a short amount of pages and and they did it and uh waters did it and i thought it was fantastic and it makes me wonder if the other um non-jodorowsky Inkle stuff that's that's out or i know the the third one's coming out soon if that is must read as well uh no
2: they're all must read yeah i mean we talked about psychoverse uh a while back and it's it's very good. This has been the best um offshoot to date. There nothing okay. nothing touches this. hmm Yeah. Um uh, Kill Wolfhead's coming up very soon. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. yeah, which looks amazing. Um, but this And this
1: makes me want to um and this really makes I mean this this de- this definitely is reignited the What's the matter with me? And and I need to go read yeah. the Inkle ACP. Well, and it's
2: odd because Cayman's not a giant figure in the Inkle. I mean, he's oh, he's, so
1: Cayman is in the Inkle. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, okay, yeah.
2: Okay. I mean, not not. I mean, he's not John DeFool. Like he's not top tier character in the Inkle, which is this is great because I love it when they flesh out other characters. Um, but the scene when he's playing. That violin to love something so much that you destroy your fingers playing this thing. There's blood pouring out of your fingers, and you're desperately trying to reach across time to contact this person. Like that is a gut-wrenching scene. I don't care. You could pretend you're stoic, whatever, when 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 you have a cutthroat, anarchist, bloodthirsty pirate that would kill with zero provocation just lop your head right off if he felt that it needed to be done to 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 lock souls with a priestess of of of, 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 a ridiculous order that that worships entropy only and because he he she tested him and he thought that she was worthy like there's not many people worthy for captain cayman and he tested her she tried to open the airlock and he's like fuck this girl's hardcore yo and so they they formed a bomb and then she was stripped away from him it's up to just try and reach across time and space to get to someone like that is fucking beautiful where else do you see that in comics Yep. right and yep. he's and you can hear you can hear it in your head the the, the song is rising and crescendo and he's bleeding and it just boom like oh god it, it, it's it's heartbreaking, and it's just beautiful. It's gorgeous. I loved every friggin' page of this thing. This is one that I know I, I say this a lot, but this is one. You put this on your shelf in like six months. You'll go back to it. You'll find new things buried in this. Uh, you'll read it again. You'll be like, God damn, that was a great story. I want to remember what it felt like the first time I read this to to to, to mm-hmm. hear in my mind's ear came and playing this this violin to try and get back his. his yep. uh, it's just amazing. Dap, did I mean, you it, love it?
1: It's, before Dap speaks, I just want to say it. it it's books like this that do, that do re reboot or refill my, right. my faith I, in, in comics. That's exactly why I told you to read it. Yeah, because you're like you think read things and you're like, oh, okay, this is why I keep at this because there are special stories like this and, yep. and, and and we get them often enough that you know I can deal with some mid stuff every now and then. Yeah, Psychoverse is really good,
2: but it's more it's more bric-a-brac level good like you, there, there are concepts that they explore um in the inkle universe that's they're fun and stuff but nah this is a this is a story that everyone that has a a a, a beating human heart can understand like this is mm-hmm. this is a universal language sorry dap that's
0: okay this was fantastic yeah no i i i absolutely um I couldn't I couldn't stop. I I think I actually came back from back off of lunch late. Um because I couldn't put it down. It it's just I it, the art's fantastic. Uh, John Davis, I know he did the Wild Storm book uh that that Ellis wrote. Can't um, hold that Oh yeah. Him. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying I mean that 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 looked great and I it's it's a book I actually want to go back to cuz I started I, I read the first couple of issues and it just I I it just never got back to it um so he's worked with some pretty talented writers obviously but this was um i mean just between there, there really isn't there's there's not a bad page there's not a bad angle the way anything's drawn it it just it looks fantastic i can't i even the the holographic pirates i mean their their conversations were 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 great um game it a great character and he it, there's there's just you know you never know he's not he's not what you think he is because as as the chat as you go through the chapters and and you see uh what else he's dealt with and uh and where he came from um it 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 all kind of the little bit we the, this the little i know of him from this book uh it, it it all makes sense and and all the creatures and the other characters that that appear are just extremely well fleshed out even though like we're only seeing them for like a handful of panels at, at most and i just i i'm i'm glad you asked us to read it it, it nice. really was a uh, it's it's a gem i i can't um and yeah it, and obviously the ink is something i have to read as well uh as well as the dozen odd spinoffs from it uh or offshoots whatever you want to call them but and even the little the little side conversations here and there between the other pirates and um it, 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 things happen to people who you want to see you want see you wanted to see what what actually happens to and, and and everybody gets what they deserve for the most part uh i mean i and 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 john davis hunt i mean he has this way of like the like like when Cayman's playing the mourner with the uh, navigator on his back and, and, and he's got the oh, that's a great the, the ship. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. But I mean like you can you can feel the action in this still image. Just him playing the music and, and, mm, and everything point, yeah. whipping around. I just I, I can't and, and like you guys said with the airlock scene as well. I mean she's out there floating and, and he's going to reach it. It's just like even though these are these two dimensional images, it's like he, he does a fantastic job of of uh of telling of showing you uh it's it's just it's great it, it it's yeah. it's a wonderful book
2: yeah clean line too i shouldn't like absolutely mm-hmm. i shouldn't Understand. like this as much no, as i do I'm, but I'm i do surprised at that but yeah. no
0: i thought the art was great yeah i art, love art, yeah yeah
2: but i mean when you when you pull back and you look at all the moving parts in this book it shouldn't work
1: that's there, what I'm saying. There's too there's many so things. Much complexity.
2: Yeah, there's it, too it, many
1: things yeah. that... It should okay. feel mis- disjointed and, right, and uneven. Right, and The, t- yeah, the yeah. tone should feel like it's out of whack. because They're cliches. So, so wait a minute. Your main
2: character has a genetic mutation that is slowly turning him into a reptile. Okay. So he attacks um, a space cruiser. In order to get this rose, the distillation of, of the rose would... he He assumes... Uh, squelch his genetic mutation and allow him to use uh, the hand that is turning reptilian and get rid of his tail all right but wait a minute he finds a violin on the ship a violin that can the notes of which can transcend space and time but oh look because the rose worked a his hand turns normal he can play the violin oh okay that makes sense it's mm-hmm. just it, when you think about it it just there's too many variables but it all works perfectly. Like the the concepts in this book are so high and they're just immediately discarded. Well okay, this this violin can transcend space and time and the the duration as long as the notes echo those two souls that of uh, w- were linked will continue to be linked but once the notes expire mm, It needs to be played again. Like, that's a great concept. And then it's just like, oh, wait a minute. Now we have to go over here because there's another concept that I've injected into the story that is just as cool as like the the, the freaking Navigators. Two characters who know where everything is in space and time. Like It's ridiculous. And I'm going to wear one on my back as I play this freaking violin. Like, it's almost too much. It's almost too much. Like if this was a movie, it would be better than The Fifth Element. <laughs> mm. I know that's almost blasphemy, right? But I'm just saying, this is the, the, the complexity of this. Don't let it um, dissuade you. Hi, from reading it, I mm. think everyone—if who doesn't like a good love story now and then, right? Yeah. This this is the story about a, a a priestess who melted the heart of a. Despicable, bloodthirsty space pirate, and it, everything else ensues. It's beautiful. You'll you'll be able to understand it. You don't have to have read any of the inkle. Just buy this book, yeah. Dying Star. Which I mean, there is a little bit of retconning going on here because I remember um, Cayman's ship being called the Lucky Star. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. So I'm I'm guessing that the the effects of the uh, I mean, conceptually, Dying Star is way better unlucky but
1: maybe it's maybe it's called that because it's in the it's far-flung future and his crew's all gone and and it's only him yeah right
2: right but when i mean that we do actually your point
1: that you don't usually change a ship's name but i get you right
2: we do actually see the demise of of captain cayman in one of the ankle books and oh yeah and it doesn't go down like this Okay. But it was well played because it does go down and there's a, there's vagaries. Like there's a, a gray area. After he mm-hmm. says, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do this, he, he gets the kid. There's a whole mess of gray I- I- in there. So the way it did happen could have worked, but the violin could have changed the outcome by, well, I don't want to say it because it, it plays heavily into the end of this book and the, it's a gut punch and mm-hmm. you, you gotta read it. So, Uh, dying star humanoids part of the ankle but
0: eh, not really
2: I mean it is but you don't really need to know much about the ankle to read it just go get it it's probably going to be the best thing you've read in a long 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 time
1: oh for sure so
2: much read yeah yeah preach and the blade the the Uh, the hematopathic blade that whenever it tastes it allows the wielder of the blade to know the thoughts and feelings of those whose blood stains it like that's awesome biggie facts yeah that is amazing love it I wish I had one of them him at a blade baby yeah what's him out of you uh, uh, don't you look so sad hey
1: hey okay.
2: so what else do we have we gotta have more
1: yeah, I mean I I'll just I want to mention something. It doesn't need a deep dive. Uh we've kind of covered it at least in chunks at, in other times past, but it was one of those things where um in my DCBS box uh this this uh this week this arrived and I was looking and thought, "You know what? If if I don't sit down and read this right now, this is going to just go into the pile and get lost in the ether because I'm not going to think about it and it's not going to be like I'm – it's not going to be top of mind and then be like, oh, I never went ahead and read that. So as soon as I got the box, sat down, made some coffee, opened this up, it's the first thing I read out of the box. And that is the hardcover from Dynamite. Yes, a Dynamite book. just talking about? Dynamite book. Uh, the Invincible Red Sonja uh, written by oh, nice. Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti with art by Moritat, old school friend of the show. Um and, uh, you know, we, I mean, I know I talked about the first issue. I think we we collectively have talked about this series a bit. Um, I'm a huge fan of Jimmy and Amanda's writing. It's always the right mix of sexy and adventure and funny. Um, so I knew I'd like this regardless of, I don't have as much of an affinity for Red Sony as a character that, say, Vince does. But, um, and then I know more tat draws, can draw his ass off, particularly when it comes to the ladies. So I knew that he, he'd do us right that way um and sure enough he did so uh the, the basically though like i said it doesn't it doesn't need a really deep dive because uh, this is exactly what you would think it is it is um sort of in, anecdotal adventures of, of red Sonia. um she's shocked this is going to shock many people red Sonia starts off the series on a pirate ship i know that's crazy for these barbarians to be part of a pirate ship but uh and uh, and and the crew gets gaffled, and um, she rescues a woman who then, in turn, um, sets her up in a situation that is suboptimal for her, where she basically has to uh, she gets mind mind controlled by uh, an air duel despot and has to fight on the wrong side, and then of course she frees herself and has to then get get revenge in a very bloody satisfying style and uh it was all good it was all good i mean i think that Moritats art really sung here um he just he can he can draw beautiful ladies and uh and great action and this book is resplendent in that you see plenty of sonia in very suggestive you know poses if not completely naked which i'm here for and uh and it had that 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 Jimmy Amanda pathos that you know that 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 if you're familiar with their other works you're you're going to feel right at home here. So it was fun. It was fun, and um, I mean they didn't have a very long run on the book. I think they just got in and got out, told their story, and moved ten on. issues. Yeah, and uh, it was it was it was a blast. So really enjoyed it. Definitely, if anyone's in the mood for some some sword and sorcery, then um, this is certainly worthy of your of, of putting on your pile. Yeah, I love it when Dynamite knows
2: when to quit it. Like, uh, a 10 issue series with Jimmy and Amanda and Moritat, That's a really nice run, uh, mm-hmm. all quality. Why belabor the point, right? I don't have somebody else come in to take over for any of those creative individuals, right? Yeah. Yep. Just cancel the damn or, or end the series and start something else with somebody other. Um, I, Dynamite has been doing that for a, a number of years now where, like with Barbarella, they'll just do a little isolated five or ten-issue series and then they'll just do something else later down the line. And I think that's really smart because it um, if it's a creative team that speaks to a readership more uh, robust than you're used to, then awesome. But if, you know, you're using – mid to lower tier people, then it's not going to really work. But the Dynamite formula so far has been to put, you know, really solid creators on these things, which is great. We don't want to see a Dynamite tryout book. That would be (laughs) shudder-inducing. Right. So... Uh but yeah, I like I like the the way Dynamite's been been handing out these these you know, limited, extended what do they Marvel used to call them maxi series, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: No, no, D C was maxi series. Marvel was still a limited series. Oh. Even if it was a twelve issue, it was still a limited series.
2: The longest limited series of all time, wasn't it? Transformers? Transformers? Yeah.
0: We no, would it have to be Punisher, right?
1: Series? Didn't the Punisher well, Punisher
0: was, was number five of a four issue miniseries. Oh, uh, no, isn't
1: Transformers?
0: not Transformers was like ended with like what eighty one, and then yeah. I think the cover even said eighty one of a four issue miniseries. Yeah,
2: but Punisher lasted longer than eighty one, didn't it? But no,
0: no, no, no. But no, it, it renumbered it. The, the right, of regardless of regardless
2: of what it said on the on the cover. They, well, the, they...
0: originally the, the 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 Stephen Grant Mike Zeck book was only supposed to be four issues at first. then it became a fifth issue.
2: Oh, and then they renumbered it.
0: But then, oh, they but then the Mike, a, Barron, a, right, the Mike right. Barron series started off as a gotcha. New gotcha. So Transformers
2: around. was the longest miniseries. Yes, Yeah, I think, that, I would makes, think so. that makes
0: sense. Yep, yep. Um and they do the same thing with the uh with the Bond books, the 007 stuff. Every 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 time a new writer comes around, it it, it they get to tell their version of They get to tell their Bond story. Yeah. Even though the Ellis stuff, I mean he wrote a bunch of different he wrote a bunch of shorter He, he wrote a bunch of different stories with with, with subtitles differently but yeah but no you're right the dynamite does i mean it's crazy that they have more covers than they do issues in a series but it's all good it's I, what I sells get over, man look, I, I, that goddamn new release list it goes on for days because it's all just the variants that dynamite yeah. puts out
2: but they're smart enough to let our man tony fleece right <laughs> oh stuff yeah because we got the the uh, p- take a peek at the um Army of Darkness, uh, second issue. So Tony sent it to us. I didn't open it yet, but did he send it to you? Because I, I got it. Did he text
1: you? Yeah. Uh, I didn't get it, yeah. Yeah, no,
2: he really, sent
0: just texted you
2: then. In, in typical Tony style, he texted me a link to a file. Like, what am yes. I? what am I going to do with that? I gotta upload it to Dropbox, like stop, or, or Google Drive. I don't know. But I do I anybody else I'd be like, delete, but it's Tony and it's Armory right. Dark. I gotta see it. You yeah, gotta got do got it, it, yeah. So it's I don't easy. know how that some bitch
1: warmed his way into our hearts, but he did. You're welcome. I don't know. You say the same of us though. Yeah, that's the big mystery.
0: Right? Yeah. yeah. Well the, the the six degrees of separation is uh Pat Loika. Because I by the way,
1: I'm glad you had did you have you yes. I know Vince has on socials, but I see
2: Pat. him. Oh he is looking
0: fantastic. He's fantastic yeah. yeah. He it's so nice bucks. to see, man. It really is great to see. Yep. He had a blast at Dragon Con. It was it was really yeah, the, the photos he took were amazing. He's over here looking like Sebastian Shaw at the Hellfire Gal. It it's it was it was,
2: it was it was great. <laughs> Do you hear some of the stories from Dragon Con? No. Could, could the person that gave me the blowjob, yes. b- wherever, <laughs> please me bring him, like, my wallet? It's lo- it looks like a Nintendo NES. Like, what? <laughs> what is happening? We need I to really go to go 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 Dragon, Dragon. Conduit. Yes. Seriously. Yes, do. Yeah, if they're handing right. them out in elevators, man. <laughs> Shit. Take my Vampirella wallet. I don't care. <laughs> With a chain? Yeah, no. Wow. I would never, ever wear a chain. There's not enough greenbacks in it to warrant a chain. <laughs> no
0: <laughs> oh shit
2: yeah what else do we have I'll I'm be honest a... I don't
0: have very much else no mm. yeah I um busy I week did. it was um I finally I, I I forgot that I that I had it but um because I was waiting for it and I'm like wait and I pulled it out of the uh, the goddamn stack but the sixth issue of Adventures of Superman John Kent has come out um I thought and and this is a me thing. I thought it was kind of kind of like I thought maybe Taylor was going to use this mini series to kind of like um put the cap on the whole injustice stuff. But he didn't, which is fine for 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 anybody who's still a fan of the whole injustice universe. It it's uh, it didn't doesn't go away at the end of this. Um but John does have to um Deal with the fact that the Superman of this world uh, is pretty much a ruthless dictator who everybody right. is afraid of, and uh, and it's it's weird as as a Superman fan it's weird to see, but I get it uh, with, with this concept with this reality. Um, but John needs to um, he, he needs to show this world that there can be a different way, a better way. And, um, that means he'll have to go up against Superman. So the issue starts off with him, uh, kind of just chilling and, and giving himself, although that's not really the right word, but he's, he's basically in the sun so he can recharge. And, um, and he's, he's got a checklist, and the first person he goes to see is the Flash. And, uh, basically he's like, listen, um, I need... This this is what I need and 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 I need you to not interfere. Like let me let me do this. I promise you um I will I will not hurt Clark, but I need to do this and I can't have you interrupting me. And and um and they have they have a a lengthy conversation which of course is just um in a matter of seconds because of 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 how fast they're they're talking but uh but Barry does say listen if you hurt Clark I will catch up to you and uh and John's like yeah no I know I know we're good and then he um he takes out Hawkgirl uh by um <laughs> I remove her wings as soon as she finishes her sentence. When she says, I, I, "I'm in here in Metropolis, and there's no sign of him, Diana," he's like, "So I ripped her wings off, making her girl just girl, I guess, which is maybe smart." <laughs> uh, that he, uh, he 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 the next the next order of business uh, he notices uh, Hal Jordan's yellow light burns above Gomorrah, so he um he goes and takes uh he he takes takes Hal's ring moving faster than a great will can form. I'm moving faster than fear before Hal knows I'm here. I've removed his weapon of terror and he looks scared. Um, Jay, Jay Nakamura, who of course is his boyfriend on earth zero or earth prime or whatever. Uh, he's been, he did in an earlier issue. John did go to see him just to get some perspective on this world. And, uh, and Damien had actually tracked John to Jay's apartment and they end up um, basically kidnapping Jay holding him hostage after he deals with Hal he comes in now his uh, his basically his um, the electricity portion of his power set kicks in and he comes in and he comes in behind Diana and just basically grabs her and they start he just starts flying with her like basically kind of just wrapped in his arms and he's like, you know, she's got the power of Hermes, the speed of a god but I'm faster she begins to react as we're passing Jupiter and um, she finally manages to attack him she gives him a massive elbow to the face uh, as they reach Titan and um, and they start uh, she's just She's talking down to him at first. And and she's like, you know, you could have been so much to kal You could have been some, you could have been some of the love he lost. I will bury the disappointment that is you in this moon's dust. And John's just like, wow, you are not the person you should be. And she, and he, he leaves her, he leaves her on Titan. And she, and, and he knows she was on Titan the day before doing some investigating. Um, So she'll be able to make it back to Earth, but this will definitely give him some time to do what he needs to do. Um, He stops by to see Damien, and he's got Wonder Woman's Lasso of Truth. So he says, um, you know, they they have a conversation using the lasso. um, And we cut to Clark trying to bring everybody up on the... uh, on the old earpiece and he's calling Barry. He's calling Damien, Diana and Jay. We see Jay in the, um, in a cell. And, uh, and he's kind of, he's, he's pushing it a little bit. He's, he's talking to, um, he says, uh, he's letting Clark know. It sounds like your son might've gotten to him. Cause none of your soldiers seem to be answering. And Clark is convinced that Jay has poisoned John against him. And he's like, dude, I didn't poison him you're just obviously toxic and he doesn't need super eyes to see what you are and now Clark is about to bend the bars and break into the cell to get to Jay John comes in breaks down another wall and now they have a conversation and it is the way I never expected this to kind of resolve the way it did um, it was pretty it was slick it, it Unique to a degree, but it was pretty slick. Although Clark does end up breaking Jay's arm because he says, "Because uh, Taylor really, really gets the concept of of Superman." Um, because Clark's yelling at, at at John, telling him about all the good he's done for the planet, how he's trying to protect the planet, um, and he points to Jay and he's like, "If this man is di- if this man died at my hands, what would you do?" And John says, I would do whatever it takes to ensure you face justice and no more. And Clark's like, yeah, you really think so? You think you're stronger than anger, stronger than grief? And then John just is like, Superman has to be. That's when Clark breaks John's arm. And John, it looks like John's about to go and attack Clark. But then something I didn't expect to see happens. I'm not going to go too deep into that. But clark retaliates um and now but everybody sees this This is in public view in front of the hall of justice and uh, or injustice and everybody's seeing how superman is reacting to this person who's basically just talking to him um and uh and then he plays a crystal featuring with with, with a speech by lois and um and clark seems to uh, just be quite taken aback by this whole scene and before anything else can happen get this massive sound effect and John starts fading because cyborg blasted him back to his home dimension um, and uh, and as he's disappearing Clark is kind of um, remorseful resentful he, he he's he's kind of obviously reacting to all the time lost things that could have been while John was here. And, um, and, and they just, they have their conversation. John ends up back at Earth zero. Um, but something is very, very wrong. Apparently, according to this one last panel, and then, um, apparently we'll get another mini series, uh, titled beast world, uh, before the end of the year featuring John. So the, it told i was i was pleased with the story that uh, the that taylor told uh, i'm glad clayton henry came back for the final issue the um i i i had preconceived notions as to where i thought maybe the story was going and and it kind of didn't and i'm i'm happy about that because i'd like to be surprised every once in a while and everything made sense it, it's i'm still not the biggest injustice fan in the world but seeing john in this world and trying to make sense of it and and uh Trying to kind of um throw some common sense that he's familiar with that he was brought up that he was that they that Lois and Clark instilled in him uh, and 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 seeing him try to let that world know the injustice world that you know, this is how things could be. Uh, Taylor did a great job. I thought it was a uh, it was a very very entertaining, very good limited series um i am a big john kent fan and and uh it's not just john kent obviously because he is becoming a superman that i very much like a superman that i grew up reading so it's um it's it's nice to see that uh sometimes legacy characters can kind of be carbon copies or 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 duplicates um and that's, that seems to be what's happening here, and I'm, I'm not mad about it. But this was, this was a very, very good limited series. Nice. It's on my stack. Nice.
1: hmm There you go. You know, a few months back, we had John Amore on the show. Yep. And uh, it was either his senior travels or when we were just riffing on books, he turned us on to Jazz Maynard, one of his favorite series. And I talked about the first volume um, a few months back after he came on. I read it. That was called the Barcelona Trilogy and enjoyed it quite a bit. And this week I read Jazz Major Volume 2, the Iceland Trilogy. Nice. Yes. Uh, same creative team. Uh, Raul, I don't know if I'm saying it right, it's R A U L E, is the writer. Uh, and Roger, just good old Roger. Roger, Roger, uh, is the artist. And uh, this is a Bondesinae that's uh, brought over here um, I believe by Lionforge and translated into the English. Uh, For those who don't remember the first volume discussion, Jazz Maynard, the titular character, is um, a a badass, good-looking, thin, uh, you know, uh, like protagonist who has some mystery to him he is all he wants really out of life is to play his trumpet and he is exceptionally talented as a as a jazz musician playing the trumpet um, but he has a past and it's his past he has uh, he was a absolute badass soldier in a crime family um a lot like john wick level you know and uh much like john wick he's trying in the first volume, to be away from that, but he has to go and rescue his sister, who's gotten into some some uh, some tough spots, and it gets pulled and he gets pulled right back in. And that volume ends with the crime lord of Barcelona. This book is set in Barcelona. That book, the book is set in Barcelona, is sent to prison. So this picks up right where we left off. Uh, the crime lord is in prison, but he's still running things or trying to run things. But since he's in prison, there are other parties now trying to assert control of the crime world in Barcelona. Uh, jazz has gone legit at this point. He is, he's got nothing to do with the crime world. He is, he owns a small jazz club and he performs there every night to a packed house and ha- is living a very happy life. And really just like John Wick, he gets brought back in with the proposition that he just can't say no to. Um, and, the hijinks ensue. He, he's – this is called the Iceland Trilogy because he is sent on a mission with his best friend Teo, who's also a – not as badass, but he's also a capable uh, fighter and soldier. Um, they have to go to Iceland to um, to handle some business. And all the while, the crime lord that they put away in the first volume is – making moves to get out of prison and reassert his control, which is going to be a problem for jazz, as you might imagine. And the book, um, similar to the first volume, it's, it's very heavy on setup in the early going, like a crime noir comic. And then once you hit that crescendo, it's just all out balls of the wall, nonstop fighting and killing, um, until there's a, a resolution. So, uh, It's amazing. And I will say that the most notable thing about volume two versus volume one is that Roger's art is quite changed. I don't know. I should have looked this up. I don't know the time lag between when the Barcelona trilogy and the Iceland trilogy were originally done. But um, Roger in the first one, and I like the art in the first one quite a bit. It reminded me, I I think at at the time I mentioned it, it, reminded me of like Ion Flux. The characters were all very long and stretched out and super thin, right? Like, like they had that look, um, which is not unusual in European comics. But, but in this, um, he takes a much more subdued approach. Um, there is still some angular aspects to the character designs for sure. And the action scenes are still very frenetic. But the character models are far more um, uh, natural looking and um it's neither here nor there like i love the visuals of the first so i don't know that like i'm not going to say this is better work but it definitely is different and and because it came out years later i'm I'm going to presume it was a natural progression of his own artistic preferences it still works really well and so i like i i'm not I, I don't know that i have a preference for a versus b but it is just notable that it is quite a different it's quite a departure which is unusual considering it's the same art team but uh but yeah, it's great. I mean, it's it's I've mentioned John Wick a few times because that's the most obvious comp for our listeners if you enjoy that kind of story of this high-paced action of a reluctant hero um then you'll love this. Uh it was great and I don't think there's any more, at least there's ne- there's never been any more uh translated here in the US. I don't know if there was more in Europe, but but uh but I'm I'm stoked that uh once again thanks to John for turning uh, us onto this uh, when he was on the show. Yeah. Does look very good. Oh, it's great. No, the visuals are incredible, yeah. And it's got a lot, I mean, you love jazz, Vince. It's, it's, it's got a heavy, heavy jazz, you know, they, they, there are lots of asides where he talks about his love for jazz and his inspirations and that sort of thing.
2: I do love jazz. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like so much. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, hey everybody. You know the score. This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by who?
0: CheapGraphicNovels.com
2: Yes, CheapGraphicNovels.com It's right there in the name. You can get omnibus editions, collected editions, manga, (laughs) a whole bunch of stuff for a lot off cover price. And you're going to order something. You will receive an email confirmation from... For said order and you'll be responding to that email confirmation by saying 11 o'clock comics sent me and then max will say you know what youngster your next shipping is on the house so that's pretty amazing and if you remember cheap graphic com, and if you would like to check out our patreon page it's patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics lots of stuff in the works lots of stuff already there Um, audio, video, downloads, images, voting, the whole nine yards. So check that out in your travels. Another little look at Image Comics from a very, very particular um, and narrow window of time. This is 94, I believe. Yep, August 94 and September of 1994. Specifically... One of my image OG blank spots. We all have an OG image blank spot, don't we? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mine is Shadowhawk.
0: Oh, okay. Is it really?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was so down with. I mean, come on, Spawn. What? um and, you know and then uh, the wildcats was the next and i guess young blood was the next in the chain but shadowhawk was like Ooh, looks a little too like wolverine for me i'm just gonna wait and see where this goes right uh but the thing i'm trying to uh again narrow window don simpson to reiterate what happened last issue don simpson's all over these books in at least in the ads there's a normal man megaton man special coming in August 1994 from Image the back cover of Shadowhawk number 12 is all Don Simpson it's a promo for Bizarre Heroes coming soon from Fiasco Comics <laughs> and, and then in in the this is a pair of Shadowhawk issues uh, obviously in the 13th issue of Shadowhawk The back cover, um, well, inside there's an advertisement for a Don Simpson Megaton Man t-shirt. And On the back cover, you can get a Todd McFarlane-drawn cover of Flaming Carrot. Like, what the hell is happening? (laughs) Right? There was a lot of crossover back in the early image days. But I think it's funny. uh, Issue 12 features chapel, and it's printed on super glossy paper. Like heavy super glossy paper, and it's a dollar ninety five The next issue continues to be a dollar ninety five uh but issue thirteen is printed on matte newsprint like it's it's not mando it's not Baxter it's certainly not just plain old newsprint it's about mm, it's not a bad paper, but it's not glossy it doesn't hold the ink like the other stuff in fact it 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 has the ink uh it absorbs the ink much better than the glossy stuff. But anyway, in issue thirteen, it's Wildcats. What? Could Shadowhawk appear in his book without a guest star? I don't know. But get this: this is what I, the, the the one thing I wanted to say because I think it's cool, and I did not even know this happened. There's two stories in Shadowhawk thirteen. Uh, a much shorter backup story ends with next. I'd rather be in 1963. Say no more. And so in Shadowhawk issue 14, the cover of which is reproduced here, it says, I'd rather be in 1963. And it's Shadowhawk profile looking in on a bunch of characters from 1963. It says, next issue, I'd rather be in 1963. The title says it all. No it isn't the long-awaited annual but shadow hawk does find himself smack dab in the middle of these halcyon days of yesteryear and directly in front of some of the wildest characters in all of comicdom special guest stars the fury horace USA, Hypernaut, and in man Infra-Man, Infra-Girl, and Johnny Beyond. Jim Valentino returns to the art chores, aided and abetted by Randy Queen and Batten Lash on the Johnny Beyond sequence. It's a blast from the past with more than enough relevance for today's modern life. Yeah, good luck with that. And an issue you will definitely not want to miss. Plus, as a special bonus, the winners from both the Hero Illustrated and Wizard Shadowhawk Art Contest. all six weeks away, say no more. Did you guys know that 1963 popped up in Shadowhawk? Yes. How did you not tell me that? Why would I think you wouldn't know? Well, okay, nice. That's nice that you said that. But I didn't know. And now I need it. Because I never read it.
0: Uh, Let me do some digging. Maybe... I might probably see what I find.
2: What the what? The the one of the best things ever to come out of Image just popped up in Shadowhawk, and nobody thought it, you know, to tell me. What the hell?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, again, you've had what thirty years to discover that little gem
0: yourself. Well, yeah, I did not know that. that, I uh, did
1: not know. I had no idea
0: because it is Shadow, right? It is Shadowhawk. But dude, like, like all of the original seven. Jim Valentino was the one dude who actually put in time in the Indies and could get True. published work. So I would have, I would have thought that while Shadowhawk might not have been, you know, yeah, I think he's he, at least the guy who created it. You might have been aware. Oh, of I like,
2: Stone. I like Valentino's stuff a lot. Yeah. But I just thought Shadowhawk was like, yeah, he breaks, he breaks. His yeah, mind. I know. Yeah, it was, and he looks it was like Wolverine. Like, like mm-hmm. yeah, you know, whatever. But, but my was, bad. My bad, right? Oh he's got, it is that, your bad, yeah. he's got that disease. Oh no, he's gonna get rid of it. I don't know. But yeah, so here we go. Shadowhawk twelve and thirteen, nineteen sixty three related, and Don Simpson, like what? Check your back issue bins for issue fourteen. Oh I need it. Do it. Yeah.
0: Easy enough. Bam. Bam bam. Uh in your travels, um the limited series um star trek strange new worlds the illyrian enigma uh the first strange new worlds miniseries from idw um i believe a new one is solicited in in the previous but this was um this was basically just something to read that this was a story to kind of tide you over between the first and second season because they're kind of uh Trying to Pike wants to do whatever he can to um free number one free una from uh basically she's not treason but she is held uh starfleet is is holding her because um she lied she uh illyrians are genetically modified and after um the eugenic Wars and Khan Nun and Singh they decided you know listen Starfleet we can't have we can't have any modified genetically modified beings uh in Starfleet um so Una, number one she basically lied on a resume she kept that to herself but we do find out that she is illyrian in the first season of strange new worlds and um and and the second season of Strange New Worlds was absolutely fantastic. Almost every episode was better than the one before it. Um, there was some strong, heavy... But Strange New Worlds, the second season, they went one week making you laugh. The next week, like, just brought you to your knees dealing with, you know, civil rights. Then they gave you some more kind of slapsticky stuff because spock's human and then they bring you back to dealing with ptsd there was just it was a roller coaster it was intense it was fantastic um but this miniseries of course they kind of have to end it where unlike dc when when they were writing between star trek movies and and they had their whole they had spock back before they even found him in the in the third movie they um they kind of IDW Kristen Beyer and Mike Johnson with art by Megan Levins. They have to kind of put everything back so that it will not uh, screw anything up. They're not trying to tell you, they're not trying to step on the toes of the people who are bringing you the second season. So um, the the end is kind of a foregone conclusion in this particular story, but it was still pretty, pretty good because um, Spock, is trying to uh, get some answers because apparently the Illyrians and the Vulcans from way, 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 way back when, uh, were actually, uh, intertwined, so to speak. And this was, um, this, I, 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 think the, I think the writers here really did a good job of, um, making sure that everybody basically kind of just sounded like themselves, which is what I appreciate. In, in licensed properties but um yeah th- this was uh it was a little bit of a mystery which was watch which was fun to kind of follow along with um and then we get the uh there's there's just there's some secrets that really kind of can't be shared and uh, missed other mysteries that uh, may reveal themselves later on down the line but I thought they uh as a as a first attempt of Bringing Strange New Worlds to uh, to Conics, I, I thought they uh, I thought they did an admirable job. I think the uh, the story was neat, um, but just seeing everybody kind of um, play together on the page, as much as I enjoy them on the screen, um, it it worked. It it was uh, it was it didn't. Um, break the world it didn't reinvent anything but it it, it definitely uh maybe satiated your appetite if, if if you were jonesing in between uh seasons and now we're of course we're going to be jonesing again but uh like i said we we, we should have another mini series coming up soon but in your travels uh check out star trek strange new Worlds, the illyrian enigma
1: a word up yeah, Stranger Worlds is an incredible show that I feel like not enough people talk about. Definitely not, man. You talk about it a lot, so I feel like we're covered there. <laughs> but, but I mean, but I like in general, people talk about. It. <laughs> um, I try. Yeah, in your travels, uh, I'm, a, I'm coming. I'm, I'm just coming at you with. We're all well. We're collectively coming at you with these European imports because they're good. Yes. And I got something from a blaze for that ass, and that is the boogeyman. It's, uh, it is written by, uh, Matthew, French, like Matthew, Matthew Salvia and art by Jet. Like, are you here Jet? Like D G A E T. Um, very cool book. Uh, probably wish I had saved it for October when I do my nonstop horror binge of all, of all types of media. Um, but, uh, but I read it this week and, and and that's fine because it was very good. Um. It's pretty neat premise. It's essentially there's a little boy named Elliot, as many little kids are wont to do. He believes there are such things as monsters in places. He believes there is a boogeyman living in their house. Uh, He believes there is a giant wolf living in their walls. And, you know, the dad's like putting the kid to bed and like, oh, you know, it's all good. Like, you're safe. Like, you know, good night, sweetie, all that sort of thing. And what happens? right. Well, what do you think it's set up? Well, a a dark force enters the home and slaughters mom and dad. And uh, Elliot sees this all happen and uh, turns out Elliot was right. There are monsters. But here's the catch of this book. The titular boogeyman is not the killer. No, no. The boogeyman is the hero because the creature, the boogeyman that Elliot's seen in the house, he was right. There is a boogeyman in the house. Only this boogeyman, for reasons that I won't get into, is actually one of the oldest of the monsters known as boogeymen, Father Death. And he's been hiding in this house for centuries, basically stepping away from his former life of wrecking chaos and evil on the human world. And so when this other dark force comes into the house and messes with The people that are in this house, he takes issue with it and decides to protect Elliot from these forces. And the conceit here is that the dark forces that stumble upon Elliot's house and kill his parents are a newer generation of creatures, of boogeymen, and they are going around the world hunting the elders. So it's kind of like, from a mythology perspective, it reminded me of the like the Greek mythology, you know, the battle of the titans when the olympians went around and had to kill the titans so that they could then go to mount olympus and run things. And that's kind of what this is. These newer generation of of characters are looking to kill the older generation and they've largely done so. At this point they had they they thought they had pretty much wiped out everybody and it had been a while since they had encountered an elder but now they've encountered Father Death, and he's not your, he's not your average elder. He's one of the OGs, the the Titans of this world, and so uh, just kind of neat, like kind of neat because it's not like the, it's not like Father Death is 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 a, a good force, right? I mean, he's Father Death. He's, he's he's been responsible for centuries of of fear and death. So it's it's curious to see that kind of character in a protagonistic lens, but. I thought that the team of, um, of of Salvia and Jet did a great job with it, and I just thought it was very well executed. The visuals are, I mean, if you read the intro, they they acknowledge that they're very much children of manga. Like their artistic references influences were largely from manga, and that really comes through in the art stylings. Um, I also think, from a setting standpoint and a pacing and like a tonal standpoint, it very much felt like this could be another book in the. Tinian, something's killing the children. Universe, um, it, it definitely would fit right into that aesthetically. So, a lot going for it. Very timely. Probably a smart of them to import this book at a time when the Tinian stuff is so hot, because it does feel right at home with that. And uh, y'all know I'm a fan of that stuff, so no, no surprise that I'd find this appealing as well. So, yeah. So, and I love the little pull quote: "Monsters don't only exist in children's minds." So, very clever. Uh, in, interesting take on on the idea of a impaired child having to be protected, right? That's been done a million times, but I thought that the way they went about it was was at least new. And so, uh, two thumbs up from uh, from me on the Boogeyman by A Blaze.
0: Nice, good for A Blaze.
1: Hey, Blaze, up. Yeah, Not Blaze yet. does good stuff. They do. They really do. Sometimes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Least, yeah. I did that trace or whatever the hell was. Yeah. There. That's what Yeah. Yeah. That was, it it. was interesting. It looks good. Yeah.
2: Okay. Hey, everybody! Thank you for being here with us one more time. We hope you come back next time because we love you so much, and we'll have something waiting for you. If not, scintillating comics discussion, then maybe a cookie or who? a scone. GF? who? D- no. <laughs> Get yourself to a comic shop. And buy some stuff, talk about it, love your pets and your family and everything else in the whole world, and then come back here and say good
1: night. Shitheads. <laughs> wow, you're calling our listeners shitheads? No.
2: <laughs> David, I was going to have really, something. What kind, of, what kind of pie
1: is your family making at 9 o'clock at night? Zucchini.
2: Good night. Zucchini pie? Mm, that's what she said. Is that like so, a Sicilian thing? Um, yeah, you, yeah. It's not. It's not just zucchini. It's like meat and other stuff
1: in it. Oh, know. pizza, kind of. Or is it more of a quiche? Yes. It's mm, okay. <laughs> so zucchini meat quiche. Yes, something
2: like okay. that. Yeah, And I love it. Anything freaking zucchini.
1: I didn't know you're a big zuc fan. Oh, love zucchini. Woo. Oh. Yeah. I think say, one of the ways I'm going to have to deal with my... Not being on the art grinders, we're gonna have to have a couple good meals while we're in here. Yes. More than a couple, but yes. <sighs> what? Like Wendy's isn't enough? No, Bruh. Bro, I can't eat Wendy's. What am I, what am I gonna eat at Wendy's? It's 20, <sighs> yeah, I twenty
2: twenty three. Oh my God, let's go spend twelve thousand
1: dollars to eat. Oh, what else do you what else you got to do with the money? You ain't gonna buy <laughs> all art. You're not going to buy no vinyl. E- You don't know that.
2: Bye. We're out of here. Tell them you love them so much.
1: Well, I do love love I, so I love everybody tonight because like, you can hear me. I love you.
2: <laughs> so wait, you're just admitting that you're projecting your problems onto the listeners at the end of every yeah, episode? I mean, that sucks. No, no, that's that's weird. why they come back? Bye. Love you. That's it for that one.